Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, 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 no. It was Sammy Zane's music. I picked up on that. Not the best intro. But I'm suffering. I'm suffering with a broken heart here because Sami Zayn, in just one of the most perfectly aligned stars are in the right place, the planets are all straight through the cosmos of time and build and character and location in wrestling history, in my opinion, happened last night and it was perfect, but Sami Zayn failed to beat Roman Reigns. We haven't had a uh, situation like this since one Phil CM Punk. He did nothing wrong. (laughs) Walked into Chicago at Money in the Bank. The day that his contract was set to expire, the air quotes, and WWE Championship wins the belt. We haven't had a Planets Align match quite like this in quite some time. Everywhere in New Japan, there's been plenty. Well, when yeah, Akada yeah, and Tanahashi, when his yes, defenses yes, yes, yes. lined uh-huh, up with when, the uh, well, uh, yes, there's that. Uh, but in WWE, I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, Sami Zayn, for those who are, are unaware, failed to capture the undisputed WWE Universal Championship at Elimination Chamber last night. Roman Reigns defeated him after uh, two ref bumps, some interference from Jimmy Uso. Uh, quite a few chair shots to the back of Sami Zayn. Bit of Jay. And some a, a bit of a scuffle with Jay. Both of them allowed across the border, no mm-hmm. less. Uh, and then Roman hit him with a spear and won. Yeah, this is the WWE Elimination Chamber 2023 review. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luco and DAD. If you haven't already, please press the subscribe button. Leave us a thumbs up only if you enjoy us. Uh, and comment down below with what you thought of this show. And most specifically... Do you think WWE actually dropped the ball 
by not putting the title on Sammy. You can also send in live chats, oozy chats, to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. So yeah, you've just you've just said what the what happened in the match. I sure did. Some beautiful moments. Of course, Jimmy turned up. No solo. No solo to go, I know. Surprised not to see him. But when Jay turned up, it was a wonderful mirror image of the end of the Royal Rumble, where Roman's been passed a chair by Paul. He's gonna hit Sammy with it. But there's Jay, just like how Sammy stood up to Reigns against Kevin Owens. And Jay, Roman was like, yeah, you're right, you do it. You know, come back into the bloodline. Mirroring what he did with Sammy. Just brilliant stuff. Really, really nice. And then Jay wouldn't do it. I don't know why Roman's turning his back on Jay, by the way. It's a test. It didn't come off like a test. Didn't Roman didn't, like, stand there and, you know, like, ooh... Jay, my back's up. He was trash-talking Sammy again. Yeah, it's opening up the opportunity for someone to hit him because he could just stand at the mm -hmm. side and then go, you know, they could attack him on the side. However, he is literally putting himself in the line of fire to be like, if you're going to do it, now is, the right, now is your time to do it. And, I'd and I'm at least in control of this situation to do so now. That's my head canon read on it. You're actually probably right there. You know, it's like a, it's a level of arrogance and disrespect at the same time. Like how Hook, when he shows his back to his opponents, it's a, it's a power play. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, think, I, I'm, I'm in complete control here. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's arrogance per se. I, I think it is just a test. Mm. He's like, you know, he, he thinks that Jay is going to turn on him. It's like, I'm going to give you all the opportunity in the world to turn on me now. I'm literally going to put myself in the right position for you to turn on me. So if you're going to turn on me, you want to be doing it now. Now's the, now's the right time to do it if you're going to do it. That kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. But Jay did not. Jay did nothing. He just stood there with the chair like, oh, what will I do? And Roman sort of pushed him. I faced him. And that's when Sammy went to spear Roman in the back, but Roman moved out the way, and Sammy speared Jay. I think he oh. speared him out of existence as well, because we saw, saw nothing of him afterwards. Hell of a... I should change up that finisher. <laughs> the halluva kick's great, but if you can make people disintegrate with a spear... Hard to pin them after that, though. If you're, if you're mm. making people vanish... You can win via count out, though. That's true. The yeah. title doesn't change hands! <laughs> Maybe that's how you're always going to win them. Yeah. If you win the belt, and then you can never be pinned ever mm -hmm. again because you hit them with the vanishing spear. Oh, if only they thought of this in the Thunderdome <laughs> era. We would get that finish every week. Um, so then Roman's like, ha-ha, that worked out well. Got the chair, beat up Sammy. Sammy's back looked horrible afterwards. They've shared some pictures of it online. And hit another spear. Referee had recovered by this point. Made the count one, two, three. And the air in the Montreal venue, just went like this. There were no booze. There was a moment when... Oh, no, actually, this is a different point. I'll, I'll come back to that in a moment. But you're right, there was not a peep to be heard. It was a stunningly deflating moment. And in that moment, when I watched it, I was like, oh, man. I was so, I was so upset. So, like all of us, we're so invested in this storyline. And we all wanted Sammy to win. And then that happens. And I was just like, ah. My, my, my immediate impulse is to go, that's bad booking. Because that's how we do. It usually is. When I don't feel good about something, it's usually bad booking. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, is this bad booking? 
Or is this the sort of emotion I would feel if a favourite character died in a TV show? This is akin to not Red Wedding, because that was more shock, but like, you know, certainly, is his name Ned? Ned, St- yeah, Ned Stark. Ned Flanders. Ned yes. Flanders. When they, when they killed off Ned Flanders in the in series one, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm very curious to explore this with you and with uh, all the viewers watching. As am I. Is did WWE miss the ball here, or this is this is exactly what we said back at Clash at the Castle, where we're like, they should have put it on Drew. There's never been a better time. But then WWE kept the belt on Roman and have created something even better overall. So here is where I think the the, the dropped ball thing comes from. So mm. like from my uh, vantage point watching this, I went into this show fully expecting Roman to retain. I have been saying for weeks on end, no, 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 it's, it's Roman Cody at WrestleMania. Like, this is just a stopgap. There's no way that Sammy is winning the belt. I've been pretty adamant that, they, that Sammy Zayn was not going to walk out of Elimination Chamber as the Universal Champion. I was like, they have got... They've put a lot of time, literally years, into mm. this storyline with Roman having the belts. They're not just going to take it off him the month before WrestleMania. No matter how hot Sammy is, no matter how much Montreal want this, they're just not going to take the belts off of him. If anything, I'm starting to think that Cody's not going to beat him at WrestleMania <laughs> either. Oh and I think he'll hold the belts until the summer. And maybe they'll do something with Jey Uso, because that is also a wonderful mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. fight. It started with Jay and it's going to end with Jay. That's actually a very nice story that you can tell. But credit to WWE. So I took no notes while watching this match because I, I couldn't take my eyes mm. off of the screen. Like The last note I've got <laughs> is it's deafening in this building. They're just standing there. This is Rock Hogan levels of loud oh, for two yeah. people who are just standing there. But one of my other notes that I wrote is they're even having Sami Zayn come out second. Bloody, yes. he- bloody hell, this might actually happen. Mm. Like I, all of a sudden I had this thing. I was like, I had that. And Cole was very good at this on commentary. That beautiful, but what if? It is great. Cole was fantastic. Like throughout the show, but for the main event, for this story in general, the SmackDown go home show, you know, th- and a lot of it is knowing when to shut the hell up as well. Yeah. Just let those moments breathe. But yeah, Cole's line was, is it, is it probable? No. Is it possible? Yeah, it is. Yeah, he had a, it was a beautiful, literally like a what if. Mm. Ah, but he could though, couldn't he? Mm. Like they could just pull the trigger on this and have him win the belt. So I just, I had a, you know, quite an emotional journey watching through this match. I was thinking about it, it's like, but and ha- having got his entrance music back on yeah. Friday, I that wish they'd say that for the you. Oh, I think it worked though because that SmackDown closing segment is just it is great, just as but special, particularly because he came out seconds. The mm. real surprise then of that yeah. old NXT yeah, yeah, yeah. theme, because I also thought he's going to come out with with his haircut and his beard shaved mm. with a little flat cap and everything. Like he's going to go walk his dog on a Sunday afternoon. But um, so I don't, I, I I think it's quite well known that. Uh, I I cried watching movies. The movies touch me in a way that that other art forms tend not to. Uh, Books don't make me cry. Art doesn't make me cry. Poetry doesn't make me cry. Music doesn't make me cry, for example. I've never got like... Pain doesn't make you cry. No, I'm too hard. Mm. I was literally in a car crash the other day and I did and I just shrugged it off. I'm I'm here working today. You should see the other car you (laughs) say. Actually, fine. Yeah, I mean, in fact, <laughs> my car did come off the worst in all of them. When everyone else just drove off, I was like, hmm, my car is the one that's got to be towed away here. <laughs> but um, anywho, I, uh, this did make me cry. 
Mm. I got so emotional in this and it was like all the stuff with his wife and like Roman George acting with his wife just the outpouring of emotion like the bit the first thing that made me get a bit misty eyed is when Sammy was making his entrance and there was a girl dancing mm. like really energetically dancing to his theme song and I was like this is the this is the moment like this is the time this is to be doing it and that's when the tears started to swell up and that was when I got this like maybe maybe this is the time to be doing it and I think the the whole drop the ball thing is coming from, I feel, two angles. Uh-huh. One, nothing in this storyline was furthered by this show. Crucially, like we are no further into the Bloodline storyline than we were at the end of Royal Rumble. Jay is still indecisive. Sammy and KO are still not, uh, they're not on the same page. They had a look, but yeah. they didn't have that hug moment. Like Should what- we just say that? Because we haven't. Uh, yeah, if- you go for that. So Kevin Owens uh, came out at the end. Could have come out a bit sooner if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to actually help Sammy win the match. KO comes out to stop Jimmy beating up Sammy. And Kevin Owens sort of clears house. Stunners Paul Heyman in quite a funny way. But yeah, they never hug. It almost felt like Kevin Owens was just returning the rumble favor. Yes. And then he walked off. And because, so we didn't have a moment mm. at the end of this match. We didn't have the big closing show angle that we got from the Royal Rumble. So I think that, that's part one. Yep. I think yep. why people think that WWE dropped the ball on this, as well as not putting the belts in. Secondly, I think people are resenting Cody somewhat. Mm. Like It didn't happen at the Rumble, and it hasn't happened post the Rumble. But when I was, I went back and I watched uh, Pete and Sullivan doing the live reactions to it last night, and I was looking through the live chats as people were coming in, and people were quite pissed off with the, the main event finish. But a lot of that reaction was, and I've seen it in the, the live chat that we've got going on here as well, is that this, it kind of makes me not want the Cody match. Like, mm. it makes me not interested in the Cody match. This night and this moment made me realize just how much I actually want Sammy in this. And I am not one of those people that's going to beat the drum for turn it to a triple threat because i think it should just be cody and uh roman but i think the more that it's not the more people are possibly going to turn on roman cody when we get to mania it's a risk the other risk is that moment when all the air got sucked out like that is that a sign that people were just heartbroken but ne- next time round, it's going to build that anticipation even more or is it now just past its sell-by date? Because there's dropping the ball and, oh, you can pick it up, though. You can do a match at WrestleMania Backlash or or Sammy can beat Roman without the title and it's it's just as cathartic when it pays off. Or actually, you had lightning in the bottle and you squandered it. Because it's one month after the, the the turn and everything like that. It's you know and it's one in, month and in Montreal. Montreal, like you, could, there will be other shows in Montreal. You know, there there will be other times that you could do this, but it's not going to be as big as this. A great comparison to this, I feel. Anyway, you might tell me this is a terrible example, <laughs> but I I would argue that a very good example of this is Hangman Omega. Yeah, that reached it is, is real big, real key emotional crescendo in the build up to All Out. And you had that 10-man tag where he had to win in order to get the shot. And he didn't win that match. And they did Omega Christian at All Out and then did it at full gear. At full gear, it was still that great cathartic moment because Hanger won the belt. But I don't think it Mm. was as hot of an angle as it was in the summer leading to All Out. And I think you could make that same comparison to here. Yeah, sure. Sammy could still beat Roman. Sammy could beat Roman at WrestleMania. But I don't know if it would be as as hot 
as it was here in, in February. It's a whole feud that's really timing has been so important. You know, when things happen, how things are given so much space to play out. But then this, if they do stick with Sammy, because I mean, what what I would imagine happens is now Sammy reunites with Kevin Owens. Jey Uso either fully commits back to the bloodline or he is actually a very conflicted person still defends and actually has, I can imagine, a very emotionally intense match where he doesn't want to wrestle Sammy yeah. for those tag times. Great story. So you go in that tag direction with Sammy and Kevin and then Roman and Cody. Yeah. But that, then it is like, uh, you've, you've, you've paid off the Rome. All that heat you had for Roman and Sammy has now been, is now gone. Because it's now just been moved over into other parts of the yeah. bloodline. And unfortunately, and this is a, a victim of WWE's booking for the last 20 plus years, a tag division that means nothing. Mm. I, th I think Triple H <laughs> is doing his, has done quite a bit to try and make tag wrestling feel important again. He hasn't helped that by having the tag belts on, <laughs> on the, the same people and, you know, all of the belts on the same, the same guys. But he's a tag team wrestling guy. Triple H loves tag team wrestling. And I'm, when uh, the other thing I saw from the live reactions last night were people being like, all of that just to build to a tag title match. Like, that's a massive step down. Because WWE has always presented mm. the tag titles as a massive step down the card. But we could be getting into an era now where tag team wrestling, the tag team championships main eventing one of the nights of WrestleMania and being one of the most important things on the show. And that's almost your start of you need to rebuild people's mm. thoughts about, you know, when AEW first started, there was like, oh man, the tag team division is yeah. actually more interesting than the main event scene. It's not so much now because I think they've, like, I think AEW has squandered a lot of that tag potential scene that they had. But WWE could now be the place of like, look, tag teams and tag team wrestling is as important as the world wrestling, as, as the world title scene. Particularly when the revival come back. Well, more on that later. No, well, not according to to Dax, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dax, Dax is <laughs> Dax is definitely someone to take at his word a hundred percent. He's just a I'm just a guy. I'm just sharing some things online. There's no ulterior motive to anything I say. He's so good at what he does as Dax Howard. <laughs> I mean, that... I can see through it. <laughs> I don't think it's very transparent. All right, Tony. <laughs> you sound like Tony's talking about Errol Helwani now. Yeah, Dax is gaslighting me in this scenario. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, so how are you feeling right now about about all of this? I, okay, so I think my yeah, my feelings towards this are that I went into the show not expecting Sammy to win. So when Sammy didn't win, I was not heartbroken mm. because I never thought he, I never in a month of Sundays thought he was going to win. I had that what if moment that that michael cole line of like but possibly i had that but overriding a lot of that was people were like yeah but it's roman cody at mania so like don't get don't get too mm -hmm. invested so i i didn't have that heartbreak moment when sammy didn't win i just got the ah that's what i was expecting really what i thought was going to happen on the show was roman was going to win and then sammy and ko would embrace because they're both from montreal yeah. and that's kind of like that's the big that's your big thing to close out elimination chamber but I didn't get that either. So I'm actually, my overall feelings towards this is like, oh, I don't, WWE got such good will at the moment that I'm willing to be like, oh, I'm, I'll wait to see what happens on SmackDown. And then we've got six weeks to build to a main. Mm -hmm. But at this point in time, I almost have like no feelings towards it because I've got, I don't know 
where we're going to be going next because I didn't get really much of anything mm. on this show. What about where are you sat? I think I'm 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 similar. I'm not angry at it. No, um, I understand why people would be, uh, but I I don't think this is bad booking. I think this is just it's just booking. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, it's very good booking. Yeah. It's, it's one of the all-time great storylines. And they've got another all-time, potentially all-great storyline with Cody as well, the spin-off. I'm like, wow, what, a, what an amazing thing to have. It feels like everything's reaching a boil before WrestleMania. That's how it's meant to be. Absolutely. I think that Cody segment with Heyman mm. really, really helped a lot. Uh, certainly for me, alleviate some of my, ah, oh, well, I wish it was still Sammy Roman. Because that Cody Heyman segment was so great on Raw that I'm like, actually, damn, I really want to see that match now. Well, I guess where I'm at, though, is after War... Not War Games, but Survivor Series. War Games at Survivor Series. After Royal Rumble, after the trial with, of Sami Zayn, after all those moments, after Sami's segment on SmackDown, I cannot, cannot wait to see what happens next in the storyline. Right now... After the match, and I love the match. I think it's so a fantastic good. match. It's one of the all-time great moments in that company's history, in wrestling history in general. And we will talk a bit like just the specific moments that were so, so good shortly. But right now, I'm not I I'm not going, oh, I can't wait for the next bit in this story. Mm. I I my my intrigue to see what happens next is more on a good faith behind the scenes thing with Triple H. Like, hey, Triple H, you've done a great job so far, and I trust you. So I will tune in to find out what happens next. But that is a meta reason to tune in, yeah. not actually driven by the storyline. So, I mean, if, we, if Mod Mother's around, why don't, should we get the poll going? What, and, as in, should Sammy have won? Well, I, I was going to say, did WWE drop the ball and do a yes, no, maybe? Hmm. Yeah, well, it's the and, same and, thing. Isn't and it? I think maybe we would. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. And I think maybe we would certainly count that as like that's the good faith take. I'll like just that. say, let it play out. Yes, let no. it play out. No. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yes, no, let it play out like that. See, so, yeah, uh, but no, I, I actually, I think I agree. Mm. It's not like they did something on this show that's maybe like I cannot wait to see SmackDown. Like at the Rumble, they did something like I cannot yeah. wait to see SmackDown. I didn't have that from here. But I still am really looking forward to SmackDown because I do want to see what the next stage is. Like, that's a good story, right? Mm. It's um, MCU. Not every movie in the MCU was a, was a home run hit. But every time, I've, every time I did finish one, I was like, well, I, can, I do want to see the next one. Because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. It's a SmackDown show. It's yeah. been really good recently, our tune-in. But there was, yeah, there was no big yeah. vibe at the end. Particularly because there's only one thing announced for Raw tomorrow and I can already see where that's going. Edge versus Austin Theory. Yeah, well, well, well Judgment Day are probably going to cost Edge to <laughs> continue that feud that's never ending. Uh, well, I feel like I had another point to say on all of this. Well, I, I said something in, in my news. God, I've got so many notes for this guy. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, is that I, I had, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I also had a, a deeper meta enjoyment of it because I felt like this was the culmination of everything we believed back in 2015 in NXT, that people like Sami Zayn, who were heading up NXT, could become the main stars alongside your Roman Reigns's, your Randy Orton's on the main roster. And that would be the changing of the guard, like what you got in the early 90s when you went from the Lugers to the Shawn Michaels's. But it never happened because of Vince. And actually, 
WWE went out of their way to bury those people we got behind. So this, in the last nine months, and I feel like this was the culmination of it, was, yeah, Triple H, had, like, it hasn't been squandered. These people who we thought were might maybe irreparably damaged, they can still dr- become, like, Sami Zayn is the proven ratings draw here. He's the one pulling in numbers on SmackDown. He, yeah, go. It's high viewership on shows that uh, Roman isn't in. Which is not always been the case like it's always been if roman was on the show the ratings would go up but it's now if roman's on the show he does go but if sammy's on the show they also go up and they were saying in the press conference this is the most watched elimination chamber pay-per-view that they've ever had and i think that is down to the great story work they've done not just with roman but with well actually not just with sammy but with roman overall the last you know last year or so certainly the last nine months since Mm. triple h took over and it's a massive sellout crowd in montreal that wanted to go see the four Sami Zayn to see if Sami Zayn could win. So it, it just, with that in mind, it's almost bittersweet because th- this to me is a proof of concept that Sami Zayn and people like that from the NXT mold can become actual ratings movers. They actually draw money. They put butts in seats. Yet WWE did not decide to go with that. Uh, they're they're yeah. going the direction of Roman and Cody. Because that's been the plan since, you know, October last year, which is what Meltzer reported. It was Roman it was Roman and KO at the Rumble, mm. Roman and Sammy at Chamber, and then it's KO and Sammy at Mania, with, again, for the tag titles, and Cody Roman. But that's not just because it was the plan. It's because Cody is the media presence that WWE want to have the championship, Maybe, yeah. and Sammy isn't. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe you're right. And I, I just, I just don't get it. To me, it's like quite a common sense argument because you've, you could say that before when people like Brian Danielson didn't actually move numbers. Yeah, Brian Danielson wasn't over. The yes chant was yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Danielson himself wasn't over. But this was is this is numerical proof. Like you can see it in the in Brandon Thurston's tweets. <laughs> so I just to, to to then not take a chance on it is baffling to me. But I again see why they didn't do it. But maybe that will maybe that will go down as one of the bigger opportunities missed in wrestling history. That's going to be the the, the thing on this, and it's you know we ha- don't get to have these sorts of conversations or haven't had these conversations over the last sort of five years or so, which is the the let's let it play out crowd. When we used to sit mm-hmm. here on doing these podcasts, we would have a, some people being like, "Guys, you just need to let the storyline play out." And we'd be like, "No, no, no! I can I can tell you right now, this is bad because it's not going to lead to anything." And we were always, without fail, proven <laughs> right because it never led to anything. Bad booking was bad because it was bad, and then it led to absolutely nothing down the line. But people still like let it play out, let it play out, let it play out, and it never played out to anything. But we are now in a period with WWE where let it play out is a credible argument, and I am actually willing to let this mm. play out and see where we're going to WrestleMania because I do. I've got this real gut feeling it is. KO and, KO and Sammy versus the Usos, which is going to be a very emotionally charged match because it's Sammy and Jay across the ring from one another, which I think is as emotionally oh, yeah. charged as Sammy and Roman is. And then Roman and Cody on night two, which is equally just as emotionally charged mm-hmm. because they've got characters that work for that. And yeah, and I think you are right. I think there's definitely a WWE mindset that even with that neck tattoo... Cody is more of a marketable presence than Sami Zayn and his wacky hair is. Mm. 
He wears the suits. He, well, that's it. He's a handsome fella. He's he he looks like Triple H. If if you yeah. put if you put a different head <laughs> onto a Triple H thing, that's what Cody looks mm. like because he just wears he wears nice suit. He says all the right things in uh, press press stuff. It's uh, Sean made this point on the Fightful post show. Seth Rollins is the smartest choice for Logan Paul to face at WrestleMania, not just because they'll have a very good match together, but all of the entertainment websites that like to interview people involved with Logan Paul are going to love Seth Rollins because mm. he's so weird and eccentric and he's going to go in there fully in character and be that big flamboyant presence that he is. And the entertainment sites are going to lap that up mm. more so than they would have done if he was facing... I don't know, Austin Theory or mm. um, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, if he was facing Johnny Gargano, it would be just as good of a match, maybe even better, but the press would yeah. not be into it as much as they would do a Rollins one. Um, did you have any notes on the actual match itself? No, it stopped at this. Literally, I've got, they're just standing there, is basically my last note that I took. <clears throat> but there was, it was an hour long from uh, the start to the end. Yeah. I thought all the stuff with his wife was really mm. good. I think they cut back to her a little too often. Potentially. Like, I think on a 2.9 fall, I think I'd rather just focus on what's mm -hmm. happening in ring as opposed to her reactions, which sometimes I don't think were at their best. There was also a moment when uh, there was a great Kevin Dunn uh, mishap of after the Kevin Owens save. And they're like trying to find that person in the crowd. They're like super excited that Kevin Owens just saved Sami Zayn. And they find a guy who was standing there doing nothing. Yeah. Well, he was, he was heartbroken still, <laughs> that guy. Well, on the 2.9 kickouts, Roman's got to be a candidate for best late kickout ever. I made this point to you when we did our Double or Nothing 2020 uh -huh. review, maybe 2021 review, and I made the point about Omega. Must have been 2020. I made the point about Omega and no, 2021 that he. I never thought he was ever going to lose the belt in that triple threat, but he oh, made yes. me believe that he was, mm. and that was always my problem with Roman as champion. Is Roman never makes me believe he's ever going to lose. I think in the last few months, I think probably actually since Triple H has taken over. Every time I watch a Roman match now, there are those moments where my heart jumps up mm. into my throat to be like, <gasps> that's it. Like, that's the three. And it it never is. It, it's a 2.99999 recurring. He is incredible at it. Yeah, for, for big singles title defenses, two of the last three, because you've had Drew, Kevin, and now Sammy, two of those, I'm like, real possibility this is changing hands now. Whereas the narrative about Roman for the two years beforehand... Ah, he's yeah. never losing. Can't get into the matches. Cesaro's not winning. So that, that Daniel is, Bryan's not winning. Edge isn't winning. That is very good booking, if you ask me. Is, here's a question for you, because this is the other thing that I've said. Uh, a lot has been said about this match, mm -hmm. is that Roman matches are so formulaic, in particular when it comes to the finishes, because it is always the ref bump, the Usos, the visual mm -hmm. pins. Like Every Roman match has all of these tropes. And I was thinking about this while I was watching it. I was like, this Roman match is exactly the same as the Goldberg-Lesnar match. Sorry, the other uh, Goldberg-Lashley... Sorry, Lashley-Lesnar match. Only it's not five minutes, it's 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because really, he only does do five moves. He just spreads them out over a 45-minute uh, period. Well, I think that's that's one of the amazing things. Like, in... I said it in my review again. In a world where you just get five-star matches on TV every week, but the hottest thing in wrestling right now is a guy who just... Does a little bit of yep. Superman punch, boof. Jaw jack into the crowd. Yeah, and it, a lot of rest holds. <laughs> There's not many moves in that 30-minute match. That's the thing. They're not rest holds. 
it's standing holes. <laughs> <laughs> he just stands around playing to the crowd. Is this what you want? Is this what you've come here to do? Yeah. So what Roman does for a good 80% of his match is just walk around the ring. It's, it's, the, it's the new chin lock. Yeah, well, if you go back and watch the great Randy Savage... A lot of his matches are just getting out the ring, <laughs> stalling, shouting at crowd. You know that. So and I love it. But it just whips the crowd up into a frenzy. But where do you stand on the the formula of the ref bumps, mm. the usos, the visual pins, etc.? I think I don't mind the interference. I think that's that's essential to Roman's character. You don't that's the problem. You don't face Roman. You face the bloodline. And particularly in a Sammy versus Roman match. Sammy is facing the bloodline because mm-hmm. we now know visual pin wise, Sammy can beat Roman. Um, the visual pins, I think, are, are overused because Sammy's visual pin is undermined by the fact that I've seen Kevin Owens and I think McIntyre also make visual pins. So, oh, Roman cat isn't actually any good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was kind of my like thought, if they yeah. save it. But the, the thing for me is the ref bumps. It was one uh, of the war games as well. Mm, the ref bumps, I'm just a bit like. I, I I can see it. I don't. I can't get invested. Like obviously I'm invested, but I don't believe a finish is coming until I've seen a ref bump, and that's when that's a real danger sign. Uh, Alvarez always talks about the bad days of WCW when you'd have this really good match, but nobody believed there was going to be a finish, and people would start looking at the top of the ramp to wait for the interference. That, and it's a crutch. That happened in this match. Mm. There was a moment when they had a ref bump and everyone just, you can watch the front row all just do that mm. and look down the ramp to see <clears> who's <throat> coming down next. And they did, the, the first ref bump was particularly weak as well. Yeah. It was just sort of like very gently just nudged into the corner and then Roman elbowed Sami Zayn, which sort of, I think, whiplashed into the referee. I, I bought that. I thought it was good. He was out for so long, though. I mean, I haven't said that. He counted the three perfectly fine. It was literally like he got all of... He got an elixir from Final <laughs> Fantasy and came back all of his health. And he just jumped to the ring and was like, one, two, three. I'd have really liked the proper slow yeah, yeah. Earl Hebner-style three count. But when they teased the second ref bump, I was like, guys mm, come on now mm. and then they did it. i was like yeah well of course they did another one how foolish of me to think they might only do the one uh i'd also just i didn't realize this until this match and that is that roman doesn't sell pain he sells the indignation that someone <laughs> has hit him you know he's never like oh my god oh that really hurts he's like what yeah he does that a lot he, se- he sells his ear doesn't he yeah you just hit me in this match. But I'm Roman Reigns. So I really like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, should we have a look at the chats? Yes, because I'm, what I'm people think. very curious to see what people uh, made of this. Um, we've got a lot of chats, in Ooh. fact, actually. Usies. Lots a lot of, of, lot of Usi chats. Uh, so, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Send in your chats there. These are two left over from yesterday's live reactions. Terence Collins says, Roman Reigns versus Cody versus Sammy. But I honestly think Jay should beat Reigns for the belt. It's poetic. I do want Sammy to win, but it's not time for Roman to lose yet. Wow. Uh, Jonathan Byrant. Bryant. Seeing Roman retain here makes me think he may be he may keep the belts at Mania as well. It's getting to the stage where, oh yeah, but it's Roman. Who can beat him? Thanks for our laughs and great content. You guys are working hard. Thanks for what you do. Jam that jam. Thank you very much. Um, for, for <coughs> Pete and Sullivan. Pete did win last night as well, for those who are uh, keeping track, which means it is going to be me versus Pete mm. for the Jam That Championship. Both nights of WrestleMania. Cumulative scores. <sighs> Which means Exciting. you've got to tune in. For, you ha- you'll have to tune in for both nights mm. now uh, to see who walks out as the undisputed Jam That Champion. I'm afraid Streamlabs hasn't recorded this person's name. Oh, but it's Nate. Hi, Wrestle Talk lads. My name is Nate, and it's my first time sending a chat. My personal opinion: I don't like the Sammy accidentally sparing Jay spot. I know they're setting up the tag match, but I personally would rather see Jay align with Sammy. Oh, I, I thought that was one of the better parts of the finish. Me too. Um, Luke Thomas. While it may not have been the best wrestling match ever, I'm a story over moves guy, and I can't remember being that emotionally invested in any match ever. False finishes had me flipping the F out. Also, the US title chamber was my favorite ever. Not my favorite chamber match ever, but I've got to say it's probably in the top five. 
I mean, I, I had the very controversial statement on Survival Series that I'm not the biggest mm. fan of the Elimination Chamber uh, gimmick. And I think the fact that, uh, you know, we, I, we said earlier that this is the most watched Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that WWE have ever done. I think that's a damning indictment <laughs> of the, uh, the, the match gimmick in itself. Um, but I actually, I might agree with that. I think it might have been one of my favorite Chamber mm. matches that I've ever seen. Because it's a Chamber match that came out of being like, and even then I've got my, my issues with it because I think I'll always have issues structurally with the structure. Uh, but it's I, yeah. It's, it was a chamber match. They came out of it being like hot dog. That was damn good. That was a lot and of I, fun. And I don't have that a lot out of chamber matches. Uh, Matt Hannis has got a run of five chats here. I really thought it was Sammy time, and even though I'm heartbroken from the loss, the booking left the door open. Going in, we expected Jade to turn on Sammy. Which had that happened, I think that would have had indicated a tag title match. But that didn't happen. What I like about the finish is that Roman didn't beat Sammy with the bloodline interference like he normally does. Yeah, he, did. He, very, yeah, he very much did, though. <laughs> he tried to beat Sammy with the bloodline interference, followed by a spear, but it didn't work. It took two ref bumps, an Uso splash, two spears, and eight steel chair shots for Roman to beat Sammy. I, I, I don't think that's any different to Uso how he normally would. Yeah. This is the first time in Roman Tribal Chief run where he had to use a steel chair to beat someone. The fact Owen saved Zane didn't embrace him, but makes me think they haven't decided yet if they're doing... Owens, for Owens and Zayn versus Usos at Mania, or if they're going to insert Sammy, Sammy into the Mania main event. Honestly, I like the open ending and the closing shot of Zayn in the ring by himself. If they do insert Zayn into the main event, there is justification to do so. What do you think on... Um, is that true? That yeah. Roman's never used a steel chair to beat someone? Wasn't there a steel chair involved in the triple threat at Mania? With Edge yeah. and... Because um, Edge yeah, had the, the bar. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was Edge that was using it more than Roman. Uh, and if they do stick to Reigns versus Rhodes in a singles match, we know that will headline night two of WrestleMania. My hope is that night one of Mania is headlined by the tag title match between the Usos and Sammy and Zayn. Uh, Sammy and Owens. <laughs> Sammy and Jay both deserve to close out a night of WrestleMania. I personally, I can't see that happening. I think if one night's main evented by Roman and Cody, which it will be, the other one will be Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Good bit. I mean, that... Also makes a heck of a lot. I did just like the way WWE operate. Um, and finally, while I do think Sammy should dethrone Roman, I'm going to let it play out. Uh, the left the door open and Triple H has earned my trust in his booking. Great show minus Lesnar Lashley match finish. Four out of five show. Excited for WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I think <clears throat> this is where I'm going to differ from others within the room about the uh, the thoughts on the show overall. Because I thought it was pretty cack until that men's uh, chamber match but that is over half the show yeah elimination chamber yeah. was half i think it was half an hour of match time so you're looking at 45 minutes really with entrances and the main event was an hour yeah and the show was three hours 20 yeah three hours, three hours yeah three hours 20. pretty good oh i'm not saying it's a bad show I'm just saying because I, I, the reaction I have seen is overall has been like everything was really great with the exception of this, whereas I thought only the final two matches were actually any good and I thought the rest of it was quite cack. Ben Vlerick, the pay-per-view was all killer, no filler. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those wonderful moments in life where you get to do the thing they do in films. Where No, no, it's not going to happen. It's not... Jump cut. Jump cut. It happens. Yeah. Crowd was hot all night. Matches over delivered. Best Triple H pay per view so far. Men's Chamber match might be the best ever. Not that the bar is set that high. Sammy lost fine by me. The match is what I wanted the most, not the result. Anyway, I loved it. Speaking of love, 
love you all on Wrestle Talk. Not only do you help me get through the household and work, the reviews are genuinely something I look forward to every week. Helps in tough times, keeps good times good. So thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank, thank you, you so ben. much for all your, your constant support you've shown us as well. So thank you very much. Uh, I, uh, don't, I For me, I don't think it is Triple H's best pay-per-view. I still think that's Clash of the Castle. Mm. I had uh, someone, someone did comment on my video earlier and they just said, yep, yeah, Ollie's rating a whole show based on the main event again. <laughs> <laughs> and I read that, I'm like, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> we said this about the War Games match. The War Games match itself was actually not very good, but those final five minutes were awesome. I think Triple H knows how to play me. I've said it over and over. It's how you leave them, folks. I've said that for years. And he's given me SummerSlam with a digger. He's given me Clash at the Castle with Tyson Fury karaoke. He's given me the Elimination Chamber with Bray Wyatt's return. Extreme Rules. Sorry, yeah, Extreme. What did I say? Elimination Chamber. That was this show. It's the same. It's ease. It's the ease. But yeah, everything is these... I love these clothes and angles. It's right, extreme rules. Not a good show. But hey, that Bray Wyatt return, though. One, what, of, the, one of the best of all time. What main evented? Uh, the Fight Pit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, uh, the War Games? Your, bit... with your man from the UFC was the special guest Daniel referee. Cormier, That's all right, yeah. yeah. And it led to nothing. <laughs> and Ariel Hawani did the intro video package. That's right, he did, yeah. Respected journalist. <laughs> The Buster Groove. Hey guys, been watching since Ollie did this alone, but first Ultra Chat. Last night was incredible, but Sammy losing left me disappointed. Story time and place were perfect for him. Not even a bit as interested in Roman versus Cody. Still a great show. Love you guys. Uh, the Camera 777. Hey guys, from Montreal and was there last night. What a show to be part of. Crazy show and crazy crowd. I enjoyed every match and every result, but the, the Sammy finish confuses me. No one looked any better and the heat might have cooled off. Also, tell Tempest, Montreal versus to, uh, better than Toronto. I, I've only been to Calgary and Vancouver. Actually, and all the way across uh, the national parks. So I can't pass judgment on that. Yeah, I don't know which my favourite United States city is. Well, I mean, one of those, I think some people really like the state of Montreal more than mm-hmm. they like the state of Toronto. <laughs> Uh, Aidenator 800. I have to say the tag titles at this point feel like a consolation prize for Sammy. I don't think they would have if he immediately challenged for them, but since he went first for the world title and lost, the tag belts now feel like a downgrade. That is a good point. The, you know, you can build up the tag titles all you want, but Sammy did go for the world title first. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, well, I think that's what some people's is that it's the step down mm. to go into the tag division. Compa Doom, the guy who brought the bloodline story out of being stale, wasted so Roman can feel big. But hey, remember, Drew felt as big as he did when he lost at Clash of the Castle, right? I feel the same will happen to Sammy. Triple H clearly can't read the room. We said this earlier in the office. We were talking about how, like, you know, hey, Drew, Roman beating Drew. We all thought, oh, man, I can't believe they didn't do the moment where Drew felt like the right time to do it. But you said it was the right thing overall. I said, well, it was the right thing for Roman mm. because Drew has lost every bit of momentum that he had out of that loss. But you made the even better point. It was best for business. It's better for the company. The company is doing better with Roman on top, and yeah. but the company was doing better with Sammy yeah. is, is the thing. The company was never, Drew was never distinctly pulling in numbers by himself. And there were no signs in Cardiff, if Drew doesn't win, we riot. No. It, it is, to me, it's a 
it looks similar because it's someone in their hometown. But really, they're dr- drastically different. Because this one actually was a hometown. Yeah. <laughs> Drew wasn't even in the right country. And and Sammy, <laughs> Sammy, like, I, they're not even comparable in terms of quality yeah. of storyline and build and getting over. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hello, Luke. Hello, Ollie. Hope you're doing well. German Dan here. What a night, right? Probably not the result we hoped for, but we're going to get Cody and Dustin celebrating at Mania. Hoped for Dexter to assist Loomis in the chamber. Sadly, it didn't happen. Hot crowd. Hoping for Dexter to assist Loomis. He's going to help himself yeah. in a match he was not a part of. Wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> uh, I don't get how Dustin Rhodes... Would Tony let Dustin Rhodes do that? I think he would have done five months ago. Mm. Before the DX reunion. I th- for me the DX reunion is the start of the fracture where we could have like that for me is the point where now nah, we'll never see these crossovers happen again because Tony let Danielson and uh, Jericho appear on the John Cena appreciation show mm-hmm. but the second that WWE were like God we did everything we could to get uh, Billy Gunn as part of the DX reunion but AEW pff, they did nothing we tried like we WWE tried to do absolutely nothing to get him on this show and Tony said mm-hmm. no. Yeah, Tony. Uh, yeah, Tony thought he could play nice with them. Yeah, but it's WWE. <laughs> Even with different people in charge, it'll always be WWE. Roberto, before we get on with the rest of the review, did either of you miss when Kevin Owens looked at Sammy, then at the WrestleMania sign, then looked back at Sammy? Kevin Owens and Sammy dethroned the Usos. I thought it's either that or it's Sammy versus Kevin Owens. The winner gets added to the uh, Cody Reigns match. Because, you know, a lot of people are making this argument. It's like, well, Sammy's got justification to be in there because he's got a visual pin. But as you pointed out, so did, so did Kevin Owens. And Kevin's whole thing is he still wants to beat Roman for those belts. So that's how you set up. You set, have a night one match to set up the night two thing, which oh is why they didn't embrace. I'm just trying to think if there's any way to wrangle that where Owens and Zayn also win the tag belts. Is that too much? To make it a fatal four-way. Then you can get a McMahon in every corner. (laughs) No, Owens and Zayn would win the tag belts from the Usos Mm. to set up the... Oh my God, maybe they could win the the other thing. And then they have a match at the start of night two to Danielson template. And Zayn gets added to the, the main event. Uh, lots, lots, that's that's why we kind of have to let it play out because yeah. there's so many ways they can go with this. Uh, George DeVeo. Ultimately, I think they should have given Sammy the Kurt Angle SummerSlam 2001 treatment as Jay's involvement didn't feel important enough to make this feel different to every other Roman match. Not to mention, I also really do not want KO Sammy versus the Usos. I think that's in <coughs> reference to, and I don't think it's SummerSlam that you're thinking of, but the when... Uh... Angle won the belt after 9-11 mm. because they didn't want the baddie Austin to retain the title. They wanted to have the good all-American hero win the right. belt. What was it? Was it Unforgiven? Or you should, it, it could be SummerSlam 2000. Is is Giudoveo saying put Sami Zayn in a romantic <laughs> love triangle? <laughs> with Stephanie. With Stephanie and Roman Reigns. Yeah. With Paul Heyman and yeah, Roman Yeah, Triple H was a bit like, no one will believe that. So Sami's not going to get the Sammy's not going to get it, yeah. <laughs> Um, sorry, next person. Streamlabs has not recorded your name. I cannot help but think that the story would have transitioned easier if Cody was the one to save Sammy. I was thinking that. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. But I thought if Cody came out to try and stop some of this Uso interference, that would have been a way to make. That's not bad. But it's also very John Cena, isn't it? 
which in a way means it's very Cody Rhodes to do. If Cody in the next couple of weeks goes, I want to face you, Roman, but I can't in good conscience not let Sammy in this match also. You're like, no, you're such a dumb baby face. No, they'll do. Do you know what they'll do? Do you remember when uh, Brian Daniels, Daniel, Brian Danielson wasn't in the Rumble? Brian Bryanson. Brian Bryanson wasn't in the Rumble. And so Roman faced Brian at the pay-per-view in between Rumble and Mania to really earn that uh-huh. he should be the one main eventing WrestleMania. They'll have Cody versus Sammy on Raw or SmackDown or stuff to really justify that, yeah, Cody is the <laughs> one that's going in there. Um, after that, did I do that one? If Cody, I hadn't finished it. After their great promo, maybe it could have helped soften the blow for us. I'm crushed for Sammy, but hoping there's more good in his future. Uh, Jonathan Bryant, would love to hear your thoughts on your feelings now versus when Drew came up short at Clash at the Castle. How does this compare to that feeling? Thank you all for the amazing content. Appreciate you, lads, Jam That Jam. Kind of talked about that earlier. Yeah. Um, Comparable, but also totally not. Yeah, I think so. Uh, L Reviewer Random, sorry guys, but this was awful sammy is never going to be as over again the tag titles are a demotion this is like hogan defeating yoko after he cheated on brett (laughs) corporate hero over the talented organic one letting play out gives us pitch black match i think that's unfair Mm. although in in fairness to l reviewer random here we did keep like the, the argument for bray wyatt was Look, guys, I know he's done nothing since he's come back, but let it play out. Bray's got... And what we did get was a really rubbish five-minute advertisement match. So actually, I don't think L Reviewer Random is wrong in that assessment, but I think there is a difference between that and what we've got here. Mm-hmm. I would say so too. Uh, Kevin, all his jovial reaction at the end of his review makes me even more happy to be a wrestling fan. This main event gave us the exact right reaction. Also loved Roman's interaction with Sammy's wife. It made it even more real. I wanted to welcome you into our family. Mm. I wanted to provide for your family yeah. as well. Uh, that, that bit at the start as well, when Sammy goes up to Roman and Roman's just like, yeah. you know, he blows a kiss to him. Uh, Ace of Games UK, long-time listener, first-time Usi chatter. So everyone looks good in this match. No one resents Cody, and KO hasn't forgiven Sammy for the Rumble beatdown. Told a great story. Let's give them a chance to tell it and not treat Cody like he's a villain. That's right. I mean, I, I, as I said earlier, it's not happened to Cody yet, and I thought it might have mm. happened at the Rumble. So I, th- I think Cody is good enough that people will not resent him for it. But as you said, there's a risk. There's a risk in that that people could turn him, but I think Cody's damn fine enough that people will not turn on him. Yeah, it's just I have seen this playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Cody is more popular than Dave is, so. Uh-huh. Oh, are you saying Batista? I'm saying Cody in AEW. Oh. Well, he, he tried you, everything to stare baby face. When you, you once called him your brother. I know. And then he went through a flaming table for you, and you still went... Ah. Bit, no, I was always like, hey, I still love Cody. The bit that made me feel a bit weird with Cody is is the fact he went to WWE after telling me for three years, I'm never going to WWE, I'm AW till I die. And I just thought, oh, I'm just getting different, I'm getting different mixed messages, mixed messages now. Um, Gronlandwell Adrian, member for 18 months. I like your reviews, Ollie, but I have to disagree with what you said about Zayn not winning the title. I hate it very much. <laughs> <laughs> also, 18 months, love you all. Love you too. Love well, you. I think I, 
as you saw with El Reviewer there on Ace of Games, like there are two sides to this. Yeah. One side is more willing and I guess optimistic based on the track record WWE have had as of late, but WWE have a much longer track record of doing things wrong. Yes. So I don't think either way of thinking is uh is without basis. Mark Egan, Sammy losing to Roman was a business decision. If it didn't happen in Montreal, it won't ever happen. Big sad. It's not to say that <clears throat> Sammy will never be a top champion. It just might not win it off Roman. Yeah, it's the it's the Roman storyline, isn't it? Yeah. I think after we we've moved past the tribal chief era, we you know, couple of three-month reigns. Yeah. I don't think we'll get these long reigns again. Robert Waters, finally for now. My thought on this has always been any title Sammy wins can't be defended in Saudi Arabia. This was sadly a business move. I didn't think about the Saudi element to this. Particularly if they might buy the company. If they might buy the company. Yeah. Ooh, that's a bit of pill to swallow, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I feel quite gross. <laughs> Right, uh, please do keep on sending in your Usi chats. Um, have, have we got something to show people? We do indeed, yes. Mm. Tomorrow on this very channel, thank you all so much uh, who watched the channel update video uh, that we posted on Friday. Thank you for all of your <clears throat> excuse me, your amazing feedback uh, to those one getting quite chugged up and emotional about this. Uh, but we, people will seem to be very excited about Worst Match Ever. It debuts tomorrow oh. here on the podcast channel, on the Russell Podcast, 3 p.m. UK time. We are going to be watching Goldberg versus The Undertaker from Super Showdown 2019. Bad match. Here is a little teaser for you. My name is Luke Owen, and I love bad wrestling. Join me on my journey through a cavalcade of crapness, watching what many believe to be the worst wrestling matches of all time to make my friends and you fall in love with bad wrestling too. This is my quest to find the worst match ever. Been working out there. <laughs> I know, right? Not with your little your little tits. Well, I've, got, I've got like nice thing, and then there's a little bit of a couple of rolls over yeah, there as it's, well. It's a it's both a very flattering but an odd body shape to choose. It, it's like uh, James Pepper designed me to look like Crabs uh, from uh, <laughs> not, uh, not Mr. Crabs, but uh, your man. No, your man no. from Futurama. Uh, Zoidberg. Yeah, Zoidberg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when he takes off his shell, he's just all like mm. flabby and stuff. I need to get myself a new shell. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so this uh, episode of Elimination Chamber started with the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Um, not much to write home about, as they would say in the war. It's It was Natalia and Liv Morgan first. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez was in next. Nikki Cross came in. Then Carmella, then Asuka. And then uh, I think Nikki Cross was eliminated first. She was. Then Liv Morgan was, which I was baffled by. I thought they'd tell the same Rumble story where she lasted through to the end. They set that up as well yeah. by saying that she entered second into the Rumble and she's now got a similar uphill struggle here. No, she was eliminated second. So that's because, such well, a nice story not to tell. Well, you had to give Natty an elimination, didn't you? Which she didn't even get because she only <laughs> submitted because Asuka helped. Because Natty's rubbish, mm -hmm. even in her hometown. Uh, yeah, so um, Natalia and Asuka, sorry, Jewel submitted her home state. Yeah, <laughs> uh, then Carmelia, Carmelia <laughs> just eliminated Carmelia. Natalia with a kick. 
They both eliminated. Bezo finishing things. Yeah, I guess so. They both eliminated Raquel really quickly after that. And I thought, okay, they've kind of been building this Asuka Carmella thing throughout the match. Oh no, that finished like 30 seconds after that. So it was. There were no big spots. I couldn't tell. I think Liv Morgan did a sunset flip power bomb, but that was just jumping from the top over. It wasn't yeah. like from the top of the pod. I think it might have been, but it didn't. No, it wasn't. Was it not? No. Okay. And I... Nikki Cross did a dive off the pod, but really, there is a there is a bar for chamber matches. And this had no memorable spots, nor did it have any tension. Next year, this will be a pub quiz question of can you name the six people in this match? And there'll be people going like, I can't remember who was in it. And I ask her Ask her won it. I can tell you that much. Carmella was in it because she qualified. Natty, because it was in Canada. No, nah, I wouldn't get Carmella. <laughs> I wouldn't get Carmella if I had my notes in front of me. I think everyone will forget that Nikki Cross was in this match because I did and I was watching it. I was writing my notes down. Like, you know, I'd write down all the six people. And I said, I've got Nikki Cross and I was like, who is the sixth person in this match? Um, but it was nothing. Yeah. It was really just there. It was there to give Asuka a win so she can face Bel Air at Mania. But I don't think we needed a chamber match to get to that point. Yeah, but equality. I guess. Yeah. You've got to have you got to have one for both sexes. The, I just, if what they're trying to do is Asuka and it's predictable going in, this was like, this was the most sure bet of the whole show, right? I would once, say. Once she was put in there, because I, I thought it was Rodriguez until Asuka went in. Why not just have Asuka tear through everyone? She only got one, she got two. Half she, an she, elimination. Because she helped, well, she helped. One and a half elimination. She helped eliminate um, Raquel and she helped eliminate Liv. So those two halves make one. Oh, yeah, sure. And, and then, then she eliminates... She... Yeah, so you've got two. I just... just book a... No one else looked good in this. So just make <laughs> her look the best. Or tell the story where Liv Morgan lasts through to the end. And you could, I think if you had a Liv Morgan and Asuka final five minutes match at the end of the match, that would have been really cool. I mean, that would have been cool. But, you know, I don't think the point of this was to have something cool in it. <laughs> going by what they did I don't think the mm. intention of this match was to be cool but there was it was right there <laughs> I know but there was th this match was something of nothing wasn't bad just totally forgettable yeah uh, but what was bad was Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar they went for about five minutes they hit all the finishers and I was like yeah come on give me another spear give me another F5 and then Bobby got Brock in the hurt lock. So Brock kicked Bobby with his leg going up behind in the balls, in the bubbles. And the referee went, well, that's DQ. <laughs> Match is over. I thought the build for this has been Lesnar demanding a match. Okay, so in defense of the finish, because I think this is what they were going for here, Brock had no other option. He could not escape the hurt lock. He tried, uh -huh. and he sort of like muscled his yeah. way out. But Bobby's arms were bigger than his arms, and he's got way more muscles than than Brock does. So Brock, and the sweat, and the sweat was really. Well, actually, I would have thought the sweat would help him get out, but mm. I think Brock's sweat was almost creating like a friction. Yeah, so it was like yeah. Velcro in the end. So he had no other option. He refuses to tap out to Bobby Lashley because he doesn't want to give Bobby the satisfaction <laughs> that he made him tap out. So although Bobby still won, at least it was by Lesnar's hands. And then Lesnar gets to stand tall at the end because he's kicked him low and he gets to F5 him. And who really won the match? 
I mean, it was Bobby. Bobby won the match, but <laughs> Brock is the one that walked away after F5-ing him a handful more times and threw a table. So it's an angle. This was more of an angle than the third match to set up an actual match at Mania. Because it was always a bit weird that Lashley Lesnar was on Elimination Chamber. Well, I mean, that's what I thought as well. Mm. So Fightful Select are saying that this was done because this storyline must continue, but it's not a lock that it's going to happen at WrestleMania, particularly because on SmackDown, Bray Wyatt challenged the winner of this match. So the question now becomes, who really was the winner of this match? Because Bobby won, mm. but Brock is the one that stood tall at the end. And I think they may do Wyatt Brock at Mania. Because one of Cole's lines is, there is no one on this planet scarier than Brock Lesnar right now. And that really makes me set up to be like going up against the spooky, scary skeletons character of Bray Wyatt. Oh, what an awful way to build this match. <laughs> but... Bray, so yeah, I, I went back and checked this. Bray doesn't say... Sorry, that. there's going to... His angle gets 98%. <laughs> and rate the main events, okay? Uh, the And as long as it's not five hours, <laughs> I'm gen, generally a happy boy. Wait, where were we? Sorry, we're talking about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, and what and you, was... And you said, you said it's, a, it's bad. Oh, he, it, so Bray said he'll face the survive, who survives, not who wins. Uh -huh. So I think you could then say, well, Brock, because he stood tall at the end. Even though the crowd was so hot, they booed the finish, but then Brock f 5 Bobby Lashley, f 5 the referee, and the crowd were like, Aah! and then Brock also f 5 Bobby through the announcer's table, and then got the referee again and f 5 him onto all the scraps of the table. Yeah. Do you think that was planned? According to Fightful Select, that one was planned. Okay. That's, just checking. Yep. Just, just I, concern I, I, for referee's health. I think Sean did his due diligence on this one to be like, is that one? Yeah. Is that one planned? And it was to play off what he did at the Rumble. So yeah, this, this is neither a good angle to set up another Brock-Bobby match because Brock's this baby face and, you know, that's a heel way. I can't get out. So I'm... If this was a well-told story, Bobby would low blow out the Kimura, right? Mm. Because the Kimura, he can't get out of the Kimura. He's too scared of it. And, and Brock is the baby face in that scenario. And Bobby did the, the cowardly way out. And that's why he was avoiding this match all the time beforehand. But it was Brock, who's the baby, kind of the baby face in this. He's the, he's the baby face. Yeah. So this does not make me want to see the next match. They haven't had two other good matches. Nope. Like, it's just that always less than the sum of its parts. And then you add a Bray Wyatt into this mix. And I, I'm intrigued, but from a car crash perspective, because Bray does not have... It's too soon, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I, was I was like, oh, what wrestler had a car crash? I'm so concerned. <laughs> oh, well, of course, there's the... Yeah, well, obviously that wasn't part of it. Um, but yeah, the, the Bray... Brock thing, like, do you want to see how how do you even make that work? Is it a three-way? I can't see Brock well, ever saying yes to a match with Uncle Howdy. <laughs> do Bobby and Brock have to so team the, up? Okay, so Brock against and, Bray and Brock, Howdy. Brock and Wyatt was supposed to be a WrestleMania match a few years ago. Do you remember this? Because they had the thing in the Rumble mm. when Brock fought off all of the Wyatt family. And I remember this because I watched on the 10-hour live stream we did fairly recently. And Luke Harper had this look in his face like, I need to get out of this rig as quickly as possible so I stop getting German suplex. <laughs> and Brock starts wailing on uh, Braun Strowman because he wasn't selling enough. So he just started punching him for real. Mm. Uh, it was hilarious. 
and I think it was at that point that Brock was like, I don't want to face a spooky Bray Wyatt if that's all right with you. But apparently, like, if Bray's setting up who's the survivor of this, Brock is the survivor. Is are we get that makes me think we are getting Wyatt Brock at Mania, or as you just teased then, is it Brock and Bobby versus Bray and Howdy in a tag match? Oh a spooky ooky tag match. I can't see Brock agreeing <laughs> to this. And if he has agreed to it, or someone said, Well, Brock, that's the plan. Brock's going to get out of it. <laughs> Brock will face Gunther like he wants to. Brock doesn't face Shane McMahon. He doesn't face Baron Corbin. He doesn't face Bray Wyatt. doesn't face Bray Wyatt. He faces fun people that he wants to play with. Uh, but yeah, pretty lame. I think that's uh, totally irredeemable, that segment. However, then the show started to get great. I know you don't like the transgender tag. Wait, we, are we going to skip over Seth doing the joke? Well, that, that's what it, this oh, is the sorry. moment that it got great. We're getting the WrestleMania Goes Hollywood promos again. Seth, I do find them annoying. Did the Joker, whacking Phoenix Joker thing, but then Becky turned up as the man, like Batman. I found that very funny. And yeah. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, I'm okay, I wrote it in my notes. Fun. <laughs> well, I've written here, Seth does the Joker dance. Becky shows up and says, I am a Batman. Not a great start. Ah. Uh, Ariel Hawani, famed uh, journalist, and George St. Pierre, who's from Canada, in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, Tempest had his thoughts on uh, the Ariel Hawani thing on the SmackDown podcast, and people really took against him for uh, <laughs> taking the other side. The other side being Tony's side. Well, the, the, the side that is like, <clears throat> no, guys, I, I think Ariel Hawani is in bed with WWE, oh, yeah. and Tony is being gaslit by WWE and Ariel Hawani there. Quite hilariously, no less. But he's very much being gaslit by them. And everyone's coming like, why? I can't believe you're taking... I, can't, I don't know if you're being serious right now. I, th I think most of us are of the opinion that Ariel Hawani is definitely working with WWE to annoy Tony Khan. Yeah. It's blatantly obvious. <laughs> and I can't believe Tony Khan is engaging with well, it. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> it's because they do very minimal things and it's winding him up so mm. much more. So it's like, so on, I made this joke in my uh, news episode that will be coming out a bit later on the Rest Talk News channel where, you know, because Errol Helwani made his tweets, but then they made reference to those tweets on this show because Michael Cole said, oh, look, there is Errol Helwani, unbiased journalist, <laughs> Errol Helwani, Pete Rosenberg, a man of integrity, Pete <laughs> Rosenberg, of course, famously was a man who would be very defending of WWE, <laughs> then got a job with them. Um, said that he introduced Errol Helwani to the uh, pre-show panel by saying, a man with opinions respected by those with intelligence. So expect Tony Schiavone and Excalibur to make at least 30 references mm. to this on Dynamite. Oh, we're going to have a, uh, a match stipulation <laughs> named after this. Oh, a pay-per-view yeah. will be named after this. Unbiased. <laughs> Unbiased 2023. That's the next Dynamite special. Unbiased door. <laughs> Forbidden bias. Full bias! Full bias. <laughs> Full bias. <laughs> uh, also, I'm, also, I'm saying, if this was WWE <coughs> 10 years ago, they would have had a match with someone pretending to be oh, Errol yeah. Helwani. Yeah, with a snowman character. Yeah, exactly. Edge and Beth Phoenix then took on the Judgment Day. Luke, the floor is yours. Right, okay, the match was fine. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Match, well, it, absolutely. Because it's, it's fun watching Edge wrestle. It's fun watching him tag with Beth. I've got no interest in seeing it ever again, but it's fun. Um, Dom's great. Dom is was the most over person in this match, and he wasn't in this match. <laughs> he got amazing heel heat for running to the back, then got even more heel heat because he came back. Yeah, I loved it when he came back. <laughs> and he didn't even like... 
didn't even wait. He ran to the back, came back. Not 30 seconds later, it was awesome. So, so great. So the match itself was fine. I am so sick of watching Edge beat Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. Let me recap this feud for you. Because this this feud goes all the way back to WrestleMania last year. That's when they formed. So Edge beat AJ Styles. And that set up Judgment Day. And that led to Edge beating AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. So with more Judgment Day being fueled. So Edge then leads Judgment Day to beat AJ Styles, Finn Balor and Liv Morgan. Judgment Day then made the very smart decision to kick Edge out of the group, presumably because they were winning too much. (laughs) Uh, Because then Edge beat Damian Priest, Edge and Ray beat Balor and Priest, Edge then beat Dominic, Balor beat Edge, because Edge beat himself, because he couldn't actually be he couldn't actually be beaten enough to say I quit <laughs> throughout the entire match. Balor was not good enough to do that, but he did beat himself because they were going to hit a bet, so he had to quit. And they did it anyway. And they did it anyway. Gonna do it anyway. So I'm talking that up as Bella beat uh, Balor. Bella. Balor beats Edge, but Edge actually beat himself. Then Edge eliminated all of Judgment Day from the Rumble, and then Edge beat Judgment Day. This feud sucks. This feud is really terrible and really bad. The whole purpose of this Judgment Day storyline was to get other people over. And Judgment Day have only got over when Edge is not involved in this. They're an amazing act on Raw. Edge shows up, and all of a sudden, they suck again. He is He's a detriment to this amazing group. This angle and storyline sucks. And I and I think it's going to happen again at WrestleMania because I think the judges are going to attack him in the United States Championship match, and that will set up Edge beating Balor, who's the only person who's not beaten in a singles match. He's beaten everyone else. Do you think your love for Judgment Day is clouding? <laughs> what from at least Extreme Rules? I think it's been a pretty well booked story. How he's beaten them and then comes back and be like, "I think I need to face you again." Why you keep winning? So if you take it from uh, Extreme Rules and probably even Clash at the Castle, because you get the bit afterwards when Dominic first joins them, right? Yeah, that's a, up, that's up, a up, good, great angle. After he's beaten them already. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. I'm, I'm remembering. The th- I only remember things that are the last thing I saw happen. So you were saying wins and losses don't matter. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent from Extreme Rules. Judgment Day beat Edge he beat himself. by threatening to beat up his wife <clears throat> and then they beat up his wife anyway. Because they're not actually good enough to beat Edge. They are because, smarter because, because they suck. They have no morals. He has morals. They exploited that. Why he loves his wife, I wouldn't say. Whatever. <laughs> Edge goes away. Edge comes back. Starts revenge by eliminating them from the rumble. Yeah. And then that revenge is paid off when Edge when tags he, with he, Beth. When he beats them on Raw every week as well, because he always stands tall in all of the segments. And then they beat him. And then he beats But this them is again. tagging with Beth. Well, Beth was also part of those segments because Beth gave Dom the Gram Slam in an angle that really should have been safe for the paper. But it's in a match. <laughs> I think it makes sense. I don't know how plus, you are I don't know how you are sat there saying this makes sense. Plus Rhea. Didn't get pinned. Rhea's the most important part. Oh, and that's the thing that annoys me even more about this. Rhea should have been nowhere near this because Rhea needs to be protected at all costs, particularly if she's main eventing. I thought she looked great in this. What this absolutely reeked of was Triple H being Steve Austin the month before WrestleMania X7 because Triple H was like, I don't know, you guys. I am going to turn babyface in the summer, so I should probably beat (laughs) Steve Austin now to set up the fact that I can Mm. face him as a heel in the summer. When actually... He did not need to beat him at No Way Out 2001. 
and it achieved absolutely nothing because then he just lost to The Undertaker at the pay-per-view. This did nothing for Judgment Day. This did nothing for Ripley. It did nothing for Edge and Beth Phoenix because they've already beaten them all the time. So it, this, this achieved nothing. We started at one place and we've ended up at the exact same place. But if anything, Rhea's slightly worse off because she's involved in this. The, do you know what this should have been? Rhea versus Beth Phoenix in a singles match and Rhea won. That's not great revenge for the, the Copelands. Well, and you know what then? You do not book Rhea Ripley to win the Royal <coughs> Rumble because she's going to be facing Charlotte Flair. You can't have your cake and eat it too, which is a baffling statement because what else are you going to do with a cake? Well, uh, well agree to disagree. Let's talk about the nature of the finish because Edge hit the spear. Okay, that's his finisher. That's his move. And then he and Beth hit a shatter machine, a.k.a. the big rig, on Finn Balor. Mm. Because Rhea Ripley would have been laid out on the outside because she's also not good enough to be her. Because protecting her for mania, I agree. <laughs> That's the Revival's move. Sure is. Who are, who are now called FTR in AEW. Mm -hmm. Edge is famously very good friends in real life with Dax and Cash. He's shouted them out numerous times before. Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio weirdly just skipped over this and said yeah well they're good friends it's just a reference to another like but well but it's i also thought this was just a reference <clears throat> to them being good friends however it is but it's the but it's, final but it's, move but it's also most interesting when dax and cash's i think it's their contracts are up this year <laughs> or at the very least they're talking about like taking some time away from major promotion wrestling it's also edge's final year in mm. wwe on his contract and this, I mentioned Dax's podcast earlier. His thing that he was saying on the podcast, which obviously do take with a grain of salt because Dax Harwood is always working, is his dream match that he wants to do is FTR versus Edge and Christian. And he said on that, it's actually more possible than you think because three quarters of them are in AEW and Edge's contract is up this year and he might be gone by the summer. Yeah. Because Edge just talked about like August <coughs> when he might want to mm -hmm. be, when he might want to hang everything up. Uh, I, Dax, I, I love Dax and Cash and FTR. They're one of my all-time favorite acts. They're in my top 10 uh, teams, top 10 wrestlers uh, in my video. But like you said, he is always, always working. And his whole act of, hey, I'm just a straight shooter. I, I, don't, I don't plan any of this. I just talk about things that come to... Oh, I, I didn't mean to take that photo <clears throat> with the, the WWE logo in the corner. Yeah. Oh. What a, that was an honest mistake. It is, so, and it just it just happens to coincide when their contracts are up for <laughs> and a new on TV. Yeah, I, I just and the, the oh, props to him. I think he, he does an amazing job at this. But it is, I can I take it very transparently as a hundred percent work. Okay, here can I add to this? That's exactly what this was designed to do yes. as well. This wasn't just to be, to be a, a little shout out to FTR. It's to make us all go like oh this is definitely a sign then that ftr going back to wwe when actually probably the more likely scenario is edge and ftr thought this would be really funny to make people think this is what's happening oh i <coughs> i don't think so i think you know this is the the finish of this feud potentially no, Defin it's not, no, it's not, it's definitely not. of this match <laughs> yes and that's what they chose to end on i i think it's either edge just saying you know i'll do this for you to help you get more money to play on both sides off each other when your contracts come up because 
yeah, presumably Tony would pay more money to either get Edge to come in or to stop FDR joining Edge in WWE. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a negotiating ploy, and it's a very smart one. I don't know if I would say it's a negotiation ploy. I think it was just a moment to shout out another tag team that they are very good friends with. Why would they do that now? Because it's making us talk like this. Because Ollie, they're always working you. Yes. And what's the point of a work if it's just to make people talk? Because, well, okay. This uh, is a money-based uh, uh, ask, work. Ask that of Booker T and Corey Graves when they did that work shoot angle thing that they did many years ago. When the big, the big question at the end of it was like, what was the point of all of that? I'm going to ask the exact same question here. Money. To get more money from the contract negotiations but that I are impending. But I don't think this moment here is linked to contract negotiations. This is a very divisive segment for us. <laughs> we are not agreeing on anything here. No, no, we did both agree the match was fine. <clears throat> and Dom's awesome. And Dom was the best thing in it. Let's lock it in. <laughs> uh, clip of Roman backstage. No, no, no. Oh. This was not a clip of Roman backstage. This was Roman doing the product placement um, bit. He was drinking the C4 energy drink and was quite oh. clearly lifting up to camera so the camera could see it. And he had loads of the drinks behind him. Oh, that's him. good. No, it's not. Don't do this with Roman. I bet you it was a, I bet you it was a request Wait. from the, the, the product itself. Said, we're only doing this if Roman does it. At least it wasn't the C4 match. Because that could be explosive. Or fireworky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, look, <clears throat> if, you, if you're going to do your product placements on TV, have at it. Just do not do it with Roman Reigns. Uh, the US title, I'm going to make you have so much product placement. <laughs> but it's fine. I'm not Roman Reigns. I'm not the top guy around here. Uh, the US title elimination chamber match was next. And it was really, really good. I it's feel so like awesome. they, the, of the three kind of things you want from a chamber match on the road to Mania, you had loads of fun spots. I feel like everyone who went in came out looking better, particularly Gargano and Montez Ford, which is really, really great, particularly for Ford to have that sort of mid-card singles rise. Feels like another really significant step for him. And also, we got a couple of feuds spinning out of this. Specifically, the the, the finish I thought was really well done with Logan Paul costing Seth Rollins. I, I agree with every point you've made there. One of them I'm, I've got reservations on, though, which is the... Oh man, Johnny Gargano's looking so great coming out of this. Oh man, Bronson Reed's looking mm. so great coming out of this. Because they are. But I've also seen Johnny Gargano look great since his his debut, and it has led to nothing. Yeah, yeah. Gargano and Reed and a few a lot a lot of these lads have got real AEW signing spree vibes to them, which is like, oh, it's so exciting that they're here. I mean, actually haven't got anything for them, so mm. they just sort of fade into the background. <clears throat> and Johnny Gargano was awesome in this match. It's because Johnny Gargano is awesome. Johnny Gargano is always awesome. But I am I was hoping to be proven wrong that this will lead to nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's they are and particularly around mania time, like these aren't the guys that are gonna get matches. Unless they do it. Oh, they won't do it money in the bank, will they? Because well, it's a separate pay per view. No, but I, I think, I mean, maybe I'm beating this drum a bit too much. The way versus um, uh, sanity at Mania mm-hmm. is the only is the only direction I can see Johnny Gargano going down, and that is not a big match at WrestleMania. No, uh, but Gargano had a hell of a run in this. He so had great. two particularly fantastic moments where he, I think, he was on top of Reed and Rollins hit a kind of you know, flying clothesline doomsday device, and Johnny 
flies back, but then in that process hits a poison rana on Bronson Reed. It was so incredible that Corey Graves shouted, Oh, sh! <laughs> I think Corey Graves just thought, Johnny Gargano's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Because Reed landed so hard on him. And I thought the, uh, the next one looked even more painful where Seth Rollins has Johnny Gargano on top of the pod in a powerbomb position. I'm like, oh, this is cool. He's going to, but it's safe. It's yeah. safe because he's just going to powerbomb him. Everyone's going to catch him, but I can't wait. Oh my <sighs> God. And it's Johnny Gargano reversing that powerbomb into a hurricane rana from the top of the chat. I'm like, where does Johnny go in this? Johnny goes directly into the corner of the pod at the top and down and down <laughs> into the earth gravity then takes over at that point you have hurricane rana yourself via hurricane rana in someone else so cool. it was amazing and the other awesome. the big spot was montez ford climbed to the top of the cage sort of twisted himself round, sort of gymnastically and then hit a splash unbelievable <clears throat> very cool it was very very cool i'm gonna give a, a huge shout out to michael cole here because bless michael cole he really tried to make some things feel super duper important. He was great throughout this whole night, but there were some bits that genuinely made me laugh out <laughs> loud because Michael Cole talked about Bronson Reed as he was making his entrance. And he said, man, can you believe Bronson Reed beat Dolph Ziggler to get this spot? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. later on, he then did it again because he was like, man, yeah, Johnny Gargano, he had to beat Baron Corbin to qualify <laughs> for this. And then said Rollins, he had to beat Chad Gable to qualify <laughs> I love that you're really trying to make yeah. that sort of like big achievements because they're really not because everyone does that. But the the spots in this were great. Priest I thought was when oh, Priest yeah, got Priest in, had a good run. It was like Priest, Reed, Gargano, and Rollins, and the four of them were just so so cool together, just working amazing together. And I thought Theory actually, you know, the guy mm. he, he retained the championship in this looked really good, and he was so funny as mm. well. He was a great goofy heel. That was doing wonderful, like goofy heel shenanigans, trying to side with like Johnny Gargan to be like, "Hey, like we used to be part of the way, like you know we were we were part of the team. We, sh me and you, should go get him now." And Johnny Gargan's like, "Me and you yeah. going against him," and Ron's like, "You two going against me." <laughs> Beautiful, brilliant stuff. And they all turn on Johnny Gargan. It was it was genuinely on, so they turn on so turn on uh, Austin mm -hmm. Theory, genuinely just so wonderfully entertaining. My only criticism I have of this match is that it then fell into a formula which is person runs wild eliminated person runs wild yeah. eliminated person runs wild eliminated it got to a point where i was then pinpointing okay so you're going out next mm -hmm. then right so you're going out next then okay and then it's you and then just that was my only criticism of it is that i knew exactly where it was going because of the way they structured it and i think that's down to the producing more than it is the guys i totally got that after the gargano run he was having such a good run i thought he's gonna get eliminated he's getting eliminated and next got eliminated in the next move uh, and then, and then but i much preferred this to the women's match oh 100 because you had everyone entered you had all six people in there and the match carried on for about 15 minutes i'll actually remember this one mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the finish was really inspired it was ford Theory and Rollins as the final three. And Ford was doing really well. But um, Theory got the knees up. Is that me? Or it was me. I think my mum's trying to call me. Mum? I know. This is Owen. I know. She called me earlier. Uh, the There was a frog splash off the top rope. And Theory got the knees up. And Ford just sort of flipped out onto the second rope. And Rollins hit a stomp on him. And Ford sold this tremendously. But to the extent where I was like, 
is he okay? Because then some people come in to help him out. I think the crowd got worked as well because they started chanting his name like, oh, you were really good in the match. We're sorry you got hurt. It was all a work to leave the door open, just like bad blood Helena Cell with Kane for a... Well, for them to get out of the, the cage, isn't it? Um, to get Logan Paul in, and he hits this buckshot lariat on Seth Rollins. Theory gets the pin. It's awesome. Really well booked. So, so great. I totally got worked mm. by this. And I thought Corey was great in this as well because they showed a replay of it. And Corey had this real like indignation of like, I don't think we need to show this again. Yeah. Like I think it's actually we don't we don't need to see that what happened here. I get that we have to because it's part of the deal, but I think I don't think we should be showing this. Really made me think that he got mm. hurt. He got like knocked, knocked a bit silly. And Ford selling him it was so great. I thought the doctor selling him it was really, really great. And with the second that Logan Paul showed up, I was like, you Yeah, yeah, mother, yeah, yeah. Like, you absolutely got me. So good. You copyright logoed me. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you, NXT copyright logo. And uh, hey, look, Logan Paul's the heel. So it's getting a big oh, yeah. thumbs up from me because he's a terrible baby face, but he's a wicked heel. Yeah. So he's probably gonna try and sell some NFTs to Seth Rollins as we get into their <laughs> feud going into the next month. But I think they're going to have an amazing match at, at Mania. And I thought this finish was awesome. And uh, Austin Theory retains. And I really think we're getting Theory Cena yeah. at Mania for the US title. Um, really good. Overall, uh, I know you weren't a fan of most of it, but I, I liked in everything from the the WrestleMania Goes Hollywood promo, which means I really, I, I really liked about an hour and a half of the show and I freaking loved another hour of the show but it was the start that I felt was weak and it's not even like I, I didn't I hated it because the, the women's match was nothing the women's chamber was a nothing match that was instantly forgettable mm -hmm. the Brock and Bobby stuff I think is arguably bad oh yeah I that's definitely bad and the Balor or the Edge and Judgment Day stuff wasn't bad. So I'm just done with mm, it. Like yeah. I've, got, I've just got zero interest in it now like it's not a bad match but I think the, I think the story sucks and it's doing zero for me but then the show just turned a corner for me when it got to that men's lineage chamber, which is one of my favorite chamber matches ever. Mm -hmm. And that main event was freaking awesome. So this is a this is like overall, this is a very very good show because those two things are really like they outweigh my like slightly negative feelings I've got to the other stuff. And the crowd, the crowd was great throughout. There was a point when I thought, in another era, WWE would have looked at this crowd and be like, ah. Sami Zayn isn't over. WWE is over because yeah, it was so yeah. hot for everything. And then Sami came out, and it was a different level of mm. loud reaction. I was like, "Oh no, they were just into everything for their super duper mm. into this guy here." They were an amazing, amazing crowd. Shout out to you, Montreal. Did, did we did we get the poll in the end? Well, I don't think Mod Mother is here today. Oh, that's so. a shame. Well, should we? Did, did if you had to answer now without a play out, a, let it play out. Did WWE drop the ball on Sami? Yes or no? No, because I didn't think he was ever going to win. I'm going to say yes. If I had to choose out a yes or no, really, I want to watch it play out. But I you know, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't think you're wrong either.
Let's see what you all have to say in your remaining uh, Usi chats. Please get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. This is last call. Irish Dark Crazy 24 says they had the perfect setup to recreate when Mick Foley won the belt off the rock. But the problem is, could Sammy have maintained the level of hype after winning the belt? It's been, it was an interesting level of conversation um, <clears throat> on, on the old Twitter machine the last couple of weeks where people were like, do you really, did people actually want to see Sammy with the belts or do you just want the moments of him winning mm. the belts? Because like, those are two different things. One of them is what an incredible moment that is going to be for him to win the belts in Montreal. The second that is, yeah, but then he's main eventing Mania against uh, Cody Rhodes. Is that really the Mania main event you want? Honestly, I would have been... Ha- I say this very rarely. I'd have been happy with a two-week reign. Give me that moment. Roman cheats to win it back. Because the, the joy will always be in the chase with someone like Sammy. Looks like when he won the NXT title. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... A- sort of provable template to go back to. Carter Worley, I think if they can tell a story of Sammy taking down the bloodline as a whole, it is satisfying enough. He and Owens taking down the Usos so that Roman is by himself at Mania. Sammy leading the charge of the dismantlement of the bloodline would satisfy me. I really would like to see a six-man tag with Owen, Zane, and Jay versus Roman Solo and Paul Heyman, I guess. (laughs) A a, a sixth person in there. Jimmy. Oh, yeah, of course, Jimmy. That's who I was thinking of. The I, third I, Uso. <laughs> I knew there was another person there. Uh, also, shout out to Paul Heyman selling of the stunner. He brought under his arm the like, oh, no! <laughs> so great. Uh, I don't, there are so many characters in this mix that you could run variation after variation in main events of pay-per-views for months. Yeah. Uh, MRW2711 Triple threat at Mania Make it two falls First wins the WWE Second wins the Universal Cody wins the first The belt Dusty didn't win A desperate Roman tries to cling to the belt He's held for 900 days plus Before Sammy finally puts him down And has his moment I don't like that I, I Yeah it, But I will say this We've had so many suggestions in From, uh, from our wonderful viewers About how you split the belts it's the one that I've hated the least. <laughs> and actually, and uh, really, on paper, it's also the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, you do what they did at WrestleMania 2000. I, and I genuinely do think that is a way around the issue. Uh, ben Nicholson, Jace snarling towards Roman was beautiful like a lion protecting his club. Cub, beautiful match, but for me was the right choice for the night. As heartbreaking as it was, the final boss lives on. Sammy does. L Reviewer Random again. Hi again. Last night really left me uninterested on Mania. At the point, I wouldn't even care if Roman just retains. Cody has no story with Roman besides the cheap Heyman promo. Ooh, I disagree, I disagree with, with, that. with that. Cody has massive story, potentially. With, with the Roman. belt. Yes. Uh, and feels more like a product in the way they promote him, like Hogan, jam that jam. Well, Hogan was pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot tag to you. Um, we've got a, uh, unfortunately, Streamlabs has lost a few usernames, so do let the moderators know if this is you. Uh, said, I think Jay versus Jimmy is an option for Mania. Mm. So an interview with you, so saying that's their dream. Maybe not this year, but certainly next year. Uh, love, Roman. Love you guys. Baldwin say you'll be my favorite bickering wrestling <laughs> couple. I, there's just some teams I never want to see face each other. You know, like Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys. And, and I never, I don't think I've got any interest in seeing Jay versus Jimmy. I do in a way, actually. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hennessy. So the US title chamber really did raise everyone's stock. Theory escaping with the skin of his teeth. Seth being protected in defeat. Reed and Priest looking like dominant monsters. It was a coming out party and a star making performance for Ford and Gargano. Again, I'll 
leave it when I see it. <laughs> uh, Streamlabs has lost your username to say Montez Spider-Man Miles Morales Ford. See what WWE sees <laughs> in him. What's coming around to... Yeah, you said this for years. I've been saying this since 2017. Future WWE champion. Uh, they can build the business around that guy. Insane. Then Johnny Gargano reverse runner to Bronson was crazy. The reverse runner off the chamber. Mm. Jesus! <laughs> the show was great. Uh, Chris says, Hi guys, good night, but I am confused with the Bray Alexa and Howdy thing, especially with last night's show. This is the second year Alexa is out of WrestleMania when she's healthy. She even posted a gif of her waiting by the phone, so this is their chance, uh, this is their choice. I think the only way you get Alexa and Howdy with Mania, uh, with Bray at Mania is if it's part of the Wyatt Six versus the Hurt business, but you need a woman to join the Hurt business uh, who I can, uh, only way this gets her last WrestleMania with a contract before the next one. I don't think they're they'll have him. although Bray did say on Smackdown that he's going to get his family together for Wrestlemania like not for Wrestlemania but maybe that's a, a post-Wrestlemania thing or after Mania doesn't sound like a Brock feud though, does it <clears throat> no uh, Punjabi Panda says don't forget to donate to Sammy for Syria people mm. in Syria really do need your help right now yeah uh, Ashton Vash Anthian has, been, has just become a member <gasps> Uh, said, uh, here's my first time chat. Great paper. You've been a band since El Fakedor and Quinell joined WrestleTalk. <laughs> a fan from Malaysia. Uh, thank you, DX Solo and Charles Burke. Oh. Jam that jam. Gimmick, uh, Grimlock Customs says, I watched a fantastic paper last night with probably one of the greatest title matches. Mercedes really is <laughs> money. Good misdirect. Of course, it was a the New Japan show, and, uh, New Japan Strong show as well. I've seen the match as well. The the Mercedes match. Oh, have you? Very good. Oh, cool. Why? Well, that's, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it's it's great. It's one of those matches where you go, you watch it like, why do people think you're bad? <laughs> <laughs> why have some people got in your head that you're not very good at this? Well, because of that that finisher she hit <laughs> when she kids yeah. when she debuted. Well, she did it in this show, uh, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was also a great moment because Bailey was in the crowd for it. Righteous Reg of Grapsody tweeted out that originally they'd put her under a lucha mask so that she didn't draw attention, but she was so into the match she had to take it off. You can hear her like in the match. She is dancing. Oh, that's starting lovely. Jump. She and at one point, uh, Mercedes hits a belly to belly for a near fall. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so good. It's really, really great. CM Punk was in the crowd as well. He sure was. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and last one yeah. here is Tyler Robinson has gifted five Membergs. Oh. Thomas Salazano has gifted ten oh. Membergs, and Christian has become a Memberg. So many Membergs! Thank you so much, Tyler and Thomas. That's very generous. Very, very generous. Very nice to the rest of the SWAT Nation as well. Well, thank you very much for joining us here today. What, what a excellent road to WrestleMania it is. We've got AW Revolution though up next. God, I'm really, I'm not interested. <laughs> 60-minute Iron Man match. MJF, yeah, well, Brian Danielson. And I was interested until I was like, oh, no, he's adding, he's adding more matches. Mm. Oh, he's adding, he's adding more matches. He can't help himself. And then Keith Lee returned. I was like, oh, that, that's another match. That's a match. That's a match. <laughs> that's a, that's that's a, a match. match. <laughs> oh, it's going uh, to be a six-hour show, yeah. isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Subscribe for that. And, of course, we've got WrestleMania building as well and of course tomorrow should we play the trailer one more time we should do as well yes because tomorrow at 3 p.m uk time which i believe is 7 a.m pt and then 10 a.m eastern something like that. it's tomorrow tomorrow morning it'll be our brand new show here on the rest of the podcast channel myself pete quinnell and tempest watching and trying to find the worst match 
ever. My name is Luke Owen, and I love bad wrestling. Join me on my journey through a cavalcade of crapness, watching what many believe to be the worst wrestling matches of all time to make my friends and you fall in love with bad wrestling too. This is my quest to find the worst match ever. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.